So welcome to the LCS Health Services Division podcast. I'm Dan Merriman, Senior Compliance and Public Policy Analyst, uh, here to continue a little bit of the public policy series that we've been doing for the HSD podcast. And today I want to focus a little bit about the advocacy at the state level and advocacy that can be done by our executive directors, administrators, those out in the field. Uh, so I'm joined today by Julie Bissonette, Executive Director at Newcastle Place. Hi, Julie. Good afternoon, Dan. And uh, just want to talk a little bit, Julie, because I know you experienced your own capital visit. Uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about kind of what your experience was um, and kind of what your expectations were versus what you actually experienced and just get a little bit uh, better understanding on what a, a day at the Capitol might be. So just kind of briefly, if you could just kind of describe the, the day that you took part at, that'd be great. Certainly. Thank you, Dan. So I had the opportunity, we are in the state of Wisconsin, to participate with my local leading age of Wisconsin Day at the Capitol in 2017. Uh, they did have it again in 2018. And this is an organized event by leading age Wisconsin. You'll probably find that to be the case in any of your states where they gather together leaders in the senior living industry, specifically members of the leading age group, in order to advocate for our senior living industry um, and specifically to any bills that are out there active uh, at that time that the legislators might be up to vote on and, and pass along. So, um, it was a very beneficial experience and um, certainly would love to share more. So, Dan, what questions do you have? Sure. So, I think uh, the first question, Julie, is just kind of um, how much you had to do versus how much was kind of set for you. Um, so, I know Leading Age Wisconsin kind of set up the day. Um, but in terms of kind of meetings with the legislators, talking points, those sorts of things, information on the bills you were advocating, you mentioned a couple of specific bills they asked you to talk about. Uh, how much of that was really handled by leading age and, and just uh, given to you when you walked in? Sure. So Leading Age Wisconsin made the process extremely easy on myself. It began with an email from our Leading Age representatives, and it really went very smoothly from there. So the experience itself was such that they worked directly with me and with my assistant to start planning behind the scenes. They identified the representatives that I should expect to meet with and went to work on scheduling the meetings. Uh, the afternoon of that day, they actually worked directly with my assistant to do so. So they made that very easy. Um, as far as topics go, that was also very smooth. They sent out some uh, individual information leading into the meeting, but also we spent the morning at the Capitol at a hotel that was uh, directly across from the Capitol building where Leading Age Wisconsin provided us presenters. Um, they spoke specifically on two or three bills that they wanted to educate us on. And then they also had a representative of one of the areas in the state to speak specifically as well to senior living topics that they were that were on the docket for them. And then, uh, so you got a little bit of an update in terms of the the specific bills. Um, I think you mentioned to me uh, one one of them was related to nursing, and and if you could just you know any any of that that you can kind of re recall in terms of kind of what you were really working towards, and and maybe 
kind of to the, the broader issue and just kind of how nursing shortages are, are affecting, you know, Newcastle Place and, and other providers in the state of Wisconsin and kind of the immediacy in, of that. So one of the bills on the docket at that time was specifically looking at how many training hours that CNAs needed before they would get their certification to actually practice in senior living or, or any arena for that matter. And at the time, it was required that anyone looking to become a CNA needed 75 hours. If I recall correctly, the industry was pushing that and hoping to get 50 hours and supplementing that with the on-site training that we would provide as a community. So when I met with my representative, I focused specifically on our orientation process, uh, the five days on the floor, which would equate to 40 hours of additional training that our CNAs would receive in order to be professional and strong caregivers in our industry for our residents, and that we felt very strongly that the amount of initial hours could be lowered in order to get those individuals into the workforce faster. I'm sure I speak for many who are listening that um, there is a shortage of caregivers out there, and the sooner that we can get those willing and ready onto our floors to help care for our residents, the better. So that was something that I could easily get on board with and be very passionate about when speaking with our representatives. Thanks, Julie. Um, I, I think it's real interesting as uh, we kind of at LCS are kind of monitoring nationwide what different states are kind of proposing. There is a lot of proposals out there. There's a lot of initiatives. Each state, uh, their leading age or their state associations are really kind of pushing and trying to to bridge this gap between the workforce needs and, and, and ways to kind of get over the hurdles, whether that's especially on the nursing side where you have education certification requirements that you've got to get over um, as, as well as just, you know, fine and qualified applicants to begin with. So it, I, I think it's real interesting to kind of see and, and um, you know, Wisconsin is just kind of one of those states that, that I think has really tried to really push the needle uh, a little bit in terms of uh, CNA requirements. Uh, so I Julia, another kind of question, kind of similar. Um, so I know you, you mentioned kind of discussing kind of the bills that, that were important um, in terms of like talking points, handouts. How, how did they kind of guide you through kind of the discussions you were going to have later that afternoon? So not only did they present to us, but they provided us personal handouts that we could take back and share with our team. In addition, they provided us copies that we could hand to the representatives and they would have that to reference when they go into decision making. But what was most important was not necessarily the handouts, although they were helpful to me, but it was the personal stories that I could put behind what we were hoping to achieve that I found most important to translate to our representatives. So they provided the information, not a problem, and I really appreciated that as I learned a lot that day and I felt more confident going into the meetings. So again, Julie, I, just a really big first uh, thanks for taking part of the day. Um, I, I, I know executive directors, administrators, everyone else kind of listening to this uh, podcast, kind of regardless of what they're doing, they're busy and, and taking a day out really kind of requires um, a little bit of, of commitment and, and really appreciate that, that effort. Um, so, I, you know, I know this was your first trip. And, and so it was one that, you know, you even kind of reached out to me ahead of time and said, hey, Dan, I'm going to take part of this. 
but I have no idea what what to what to expect, what to, to experience. And I know I kind of gave you a little bit uh, of kind of guidance, but uh, kind of looking back on the day, compare the you know kind of what your experience was to your expectations. Kind of how was that experience, and kind of more importantly, would you do it again? And look forward to doing it in in future years. In full disclosure, the I was very nervous going into the day. I didn't know what to expect, and um, I had not brought anyone else from my community, so it was simply me, myself, and I. Um, going right to the punchline, yes, I would absolutely do it again. I left very confident and very um, empowered. I felt very good about the experience, um, but my I, I didn't know what to expect, so I really just didn't have expectations going into it, except for the fact that I knew I would have the potential to advocate for our industry and for our seniors and for our employees, and fortunately, all of that came to fruition. I felt like I was really able to, my voice was heard, and my voice was a representation of my community and seniors um, in Wisconsin. So that was really rewarding. Thanks, Julie. And, uh, you know, I think, it, you know, this, this uh, you know, state de- lobby days are, are, I think, a real important part of the advocacy efforts that, as an industry, we continue to do. Um, so we have state associations, we have national associations. Every day they're in contact with uh, representatives and senators and, and kind of talking through the policy issues. And uh, to an extent, I think they're really laying the groundwork for for our interactions with those representatives and senators. Um, what what they really look for is, is the lobby days like this, where we really bring that local connection, that personal connection, um, talking about specific people that live in their in their district, and and what does it mean for for Mr. Smith who's receiving assisted living care or is in in the memory care and and what does it mean for his family and how is that impacted by employees or how is that impacted by an employee shortage and and you know the stress that has on on providers and the stress that can provide on on residents so it's real important to to get a chance to kind of do some of the the personal experience and to share that and, uh, you know, definitely something I encourage. It's great to hear that y- you'd be willing to do it again. Hopefully your schedule works out uh, again. Leading Age Wisconsin, I'm sure we'll, we'll be doing this again. Um, and, you know, for those of you uh, kind of listening to this, it, you know, what Leading Age Wisconsin does is really similar to what a lot of the other state and national uh, associations do. Is, is there are days at the Capitol. There are opportunities. They're usually planned out uh, several weeks to a few months in advance. Um, if not, you know, the, the ability that you have right now here in August of 2019 to find out what your 2020 lobby day is going to be and get that on your calendar. Uh, so some of these are, are really only figured out a few weeks in, in, in advance, but, but certainly reach out to your association Find out, you know, a way you can partner, who you can kind of come with, um, and and certainly, you know, what is the way you can kind of leverage your voice and kind of that local experience. So, so Julie, any kind of other questions or you know anything else from from your experience? You know, you had any follow up to or, or wanted to know further about? 
I would say that at this point, I'm a very strong advocate of taking advantage of those days at the Capitol. Although I was nervous and a little bit intimidated, the result, as I said before, was very rewarding. Um, My experience uh, of being unexpected, not sure what to expect, was ultimately I ended up meeting one-on-one with representatives of our local representatives. And um, it was a very casual, comfortable conversation where once again, I could advocate. So don't let those nerves get the best of you and be bold and participate in these days because you could be the person making the difference. So if you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to Dan or myself, and I'd be happy to talk you through my experience again. One side note that Dan and I were speaking about in preparation for this particular podcast was the other thing I keep a lookout is in my inbox for any leading age Wisconsin emails that are in capital letters that say call to action. And many times that is leading age saying to us, we have a real strong possibility of pushing a very important bill through, or we need you to reach out to your representative. And I do so. Many times I have to leave a voicemail, but I know that I have voiced for our greater senior population, and that is a a good thing to do. So to take those five minutes to do that when those calls to action come out can be impactful, and I would encourage you to do so. Thanks, Julie. And I kind of want to hit on a couple of those points there before we kind of wrap this up. Is first, uh, you know, I know nerves can kind of set in when you're unsure of kind of what you're experiencing. The one thing that that hopefully you know builds everyone up here is is the idea that that we are the subject matter experts. Um, we we know what's going on in our buildings. We know uh, you know how assist, assisted living or memory care or life plan communities or nursing homes are going to be impacted by particular bills, and, and we know more than uh, than the legislators that are really voting up or down. Um, we, we, we are the experts and if, you know, you kind of put this in context, think about, you know, your particular representative, your, your town, your, your part of your town or city and look around, you know, the businesses that are there, how many different businesses and industries are represented just in your town and, and think that's all the different industries that they're having to, to, to be an advocate for at their state capital. And so they really can't know all those industries. And so they have to rely on their constituents. They have to rely on us. And, um, you know, the other part, too, just in terms of the calls to action, is that lobby days are, are fantastic ways to get involved. They're also planned out way in advance. And politics oftentimes happens very instantaneous or turns on a dime. And and so it's those calls to action where, where our associations uh, – you know, really can can make a difference and, and look to us to help make a difference in a very immediate way. And, you know, again, by by making a call, by making an email, um, by a personal visit would be great. But but if it can't happen, how, how can we otherwise kind of have that contact that that really kind of pushes the needle that makes our voice heard and, and kind of our support or opposition of a particular bill? So I think that pretty much wraps things up for this series uh, or this edition of the public policy series on the HSD podcast. Julie, again, I want to want to thank you very much for being a part of this. Um, and if you take uh, part of future visits, uh, you know, maybe we kind of get you on another one. Um, and and just uh, again, kind of want to emphasize the importance that, that everybody can have 
by by being their own advocate for for our industry it's really important so again thanks for everyone for listening to this version of the hsd podcast and stay tuned for more in the public policy series legal disclaimer Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast.